because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide through our Outwatch experience. And we have finally reached the day of the thrilling conclusion of our Survivor Cook Islands miniseries. We've been flying through this one, but we must still keep with tradition and enjoy our uh, live finale viewing, which is semi-live tonight. Um, I'm joined by three of my friends, as always, where we recap, rewatch and react to past seasons of Survivor. And today it's the Survivor Cook Islands finale. So whether you have been joining us as a part of your own rewatch, your uh, first time viewership or a reminiscence upon seasons past, we're happy to have you. And we'll be reaching the conclusion of our Cook Islands adventure today. Um Yes, we watched the first bit of this episode through the first elimination, so we'll talk about that here and then break and reconvene for the next bit of the episode. But first, before we get there, it's time for you to meet the rest of the Outwatch crew. Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hello, thank you for having me. Scott, which survivor you're going to name your uh, soon-to-be-birthed child after? Oh... Tony, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Vlachos Baker. (laughs) Yep, it it rolls right off the tongue. Uh, With, you know, this season being such an underdog story, uh, we see the I-24 after this first bit of this episode finally completing um, the mission and making it to the final four. It's a huge underdog story. Um, Makes me think, what is one of your favorite underdog stories in pop culture or history. I'm going to throw it way back to when average Joe's defeated Globo Jim. Oh yeah. In the movie dodgeball. Yeah. Cause that is a true American underdog story. <laughs> I believe that's like the subtitle to the movie, isn't it? It is. I think. Yes. Yeah. It's like dodgeball, a true underdog story or something like that. Absolutely. It truly shows what the, like, desire and the underlying like heart of a champion can do yeah yeah also not the first time i believe we've referenced white goodman in this podcast um (laughs) because of our um oh gosh who is it derek zoolander reference from earlier yeah that was it i was like it was something with ben stiller and i couldn't remember what it was that was cooler than that douche lafleur (laughs) (laughs) emily welcome to outwatch Thanks for having me. What sort of underdog story do you like? Listen, (laughs) for some reason, I have no answer to this question. I feel like I will think about this tomorrow and I'll have an answer. Do you know what came in my head? It's off the wall. It's very stupid. I'm ready. I planted a bunch of zinnia flowers. And there was one (laughs) that got planted in the in the concrete steps. Whoa. And it's thriving. Wow. It's it's got many flowers on it. And I look at that every time I leave the house and I'm like, way to go. 
You have to walk around it to get in and out of our house. Yes, you do. But I will not pull that flower because it really tried very hard. <laughs> There's something like like deeply um, true about that story. There's yeah. a deep yeah. truth there. There's yeah. There's some metaphorical realness. I think so. It's like that cat poster. Yeah, totally. Saying in there, like the like the cat on the poster. <laughs> Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So good to be here. What? sort of underdog story is one that comes front of mind to you well it's uh it's it's i'm not i'm not sure if you'd technically call it an underdog story because it's about mice but uh an american tale five goes west <laughs> oh yeah best underdog story of all time you got a cat that's a sheriff and he learns from an old dog you got all the mice that are being like enslaved by cats in that movie there's slavery in american free. tale <laughs> yeah there is wild well i mean the first movie in fairness the first movie is about the jewish genocide in russia and oh the my mice escaping God. that to get to america okay well yeah american tale didn't pull punches it sounds a little bit like survivor cook islands as far as their willingness to tackle these difficult subjects. <laughs> and there's our, our um, segue back to the content at hand. Um, we watched the very first portion of the Cook Islands finale, and we'll talk about that, and then we will um, watch the next part and talk about that, and so on and so forth, like we do in our finales. Um, in the portion that we watched, we got an epic nine minute recap of the entire season, which is clue number one that maybe they struggled to fill this 90 minute time slot with content. They do remind us about Cowboys Bad Wind. Yes. Treatment, though, which was super important. Yes. They yes. reminded us of pretty much everything. <laughs> yep. That shit is science. Yeah. Honestly, we could have done this whole season just by watching that nine minute recap. Would have been fine. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We got all the high points. We got Billy Garcia's love story. That took up like a sizable like minute and a half. Of course it did. We got Adam and Candace's kiss. Just uh, you got the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, we get the the hell of the recap, and then what do you know? Ozzy wins another immunity challenge. At this point, this the grass is green, the sky is blue. Ozzy wins immunities, and then Adam makes a last ditch effort here at the final five to try and get Ozzy and Sundra to vote for Yule to flush the idol out of there. But they end up standing pat. Four one vote. Adam is voted out. Uh, nothing to see here. Kind of your standard expected um, scenario. So let's talk about this portion of the episode. Um, yeah, like I said, there wasn't a lot here. You got um, a debatably interesting immunity challenge. And then this um, this kind of um, offer from Adam to try and, it, you know, he would still be voted out if this plan were to happen, but it would kind of throw a wrench in things. If on his way out, at least um, let's talk about this portion. Was there anything here that stuck out to you or that was especially entertaining? Scott, what was your main um, your main uh, takeaway from this part of the episode? I loved the immunity challenge. OK, 
the eight flag eight, you have to like go and get the eight bags and stuff mm-hmm. um just seeing like i guess the strategy with like which way you were gonna go get which bag you were gonna go get, go get first mm-hmm. um because like you had to like go across this like rope bridge but then you had to like make the planks and then you had to climb and do all this stuff um so i thought it was interesting and then also like I think Ozzy did the hardest, in my mind, the hardest one first, and then like just went on an absolute freaking tear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was like the most entertaining part. <clears throat> yeah, Adam, as you were watching that, did you come up with any emergent strategy that somebody could have employed um, to most efficiently go through this course? I don't think that there's any real. I don't know. I don't know what like strategy you employ beyond just getting through each element as quickly as you possibly can. There's some element to like trying to track what other people have done so you can potentially like disrupt their flow by mm-hmm. like taking something that they were probably going to go to next or that they need and you're the one on it so they can't do it. But it it was interesting to me that and it may have just been because someone was on that thing, but Yule did the climbing thing like third to last second to last something like that and i thought that was a weird place to put it like that would have been the last thing i did in my mind because yeah. like no one can stop me there so i'm just kind of like i don't know it, it was one of those things that just like you just kind of need to be able you just need to do it quickly like there wasn't there's not like a ton of strategy to employ in my mind it's similar to actually amazon did something pretty similar to this challenge and i really liked it then i really like yeah. it here too um that puzzle was insane mm-hmm like that was just a hard puzzle the most difficult puzzle they've ever had in 13 seasons of survivor yeah that was a weird i'm what's the metric on that i'm really right. curious like, i wonder yeah. if they just i wonder how much if at all that psyched some of the players out yeah it seemed like they got through it in a pretty normal amount of time yeah, of course they could have edited that but yeah We've also seen some really hard puzzles that are like like life size puzzles yeah. that they're trying to do. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. Yeah, they seem to be like half the field seem to be getting close on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who I, was I, who was close? Was it was Adam close or was Yule close? Yeah. Adam, Adam was pretty looked close, pretty close. Yeah, Yule looked like he was close for a minute, and then I think he had to backtrack. Yeah, and I don't know where he was. And that's the other thing too about this puzzle is like it can look like you're almost done, and then you realize that something's out of place, and you right. gotta restart. So, yeah, you know how close anybody actually was. Who knows? Yeah. Emily, if if Adam actually wins this immunity challenge, how do you think things like shake out when they're forced to take each other out earlier than expected? I feel like they definitely would have targeted Ozzy Mm -hmm. because that had already been a conversation Mm -hmm. and it was started by Becky and Becky and you all are a unit. Yeah. And Adam would have been on board with anything. Yeah. So I think that would have played out that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like. Yule and Becky are both smart enough, I think, to take advantage of that opportunity there. Yeah, it, I wonder if if the others would see Yule as more threatening, even though Ozzy's the challenge beast. Yule's got the the idol, but I don't know. It's kind of worth like just letting it ride at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just I mean, with Yule having the idol and only five people. There's no real way to split the vote. I mean, like, there's a way that you can split the vote. Adam pointed it out mm-hmm. and get rid of the idol and get rid of someone else. Yep. But like, I don't know. 
Ozzy is obviously a challenge beast. It makes sense to get rid of him. Yule is a very close second. Adam's also very good in challenges. I think that, like, depending on the challenge, Becky and Sunder are also pretty good. But, like, Yule is a very, very close second. Mm -hmm. There's no way to get him out. I think it makes sense to go after the idol. I, well, I'll, I'll say this. Just, like, Adam brought this up that, like, hey, we should, like, you're going to get rid of me. Go for it. Get rid of me. But uh, I think that we should get rid of the the idol on my way out. I yeah. think like I'll vote for you, Sandra and Ozzy. You guys vote for you and we'll get rid of the idol. Mm -hmm. And the fact that no one did that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and let's talk about that. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah, do you think? Why, to... Yeah. Why is that a bad move to not do that? You think? Well, I was trying to think of like, well, maybe it was like, maybe there was a good reason for them not to do it. But then I'm struggling. I was struggling to think of like what that would be. Um, I don't see there's being much downside to not doing it or to, you know, doing it, flushing the idol. That's I, I think that the only upside to leaving you with the idol is the potential that you wins immunity and then gives the idol to someone else. So the question you have to ask is, am I the person that Yule is going to give this idol to? He's been with Becky the entire game. Why does Sunder yeah. or Ozzy think that they're the one? Like, there's no reason to think that. Exactly. At least with Ozzy, I could see him just basically saying, like, well, I'm going to win immunity anyway. Right. So, but for, like, the two females, I don't foresee. I don't see why they wouldn't go along with that. Mm -hmm. Well, and the, the thing that really gets me, Emily and I kind of started talking about, is there's always that point in Survivor where you have to explain your game to the jury. Right. The entire jury is people from the other tribe. Yep. There's no one from your tribe. There is no one that was friendly, friendly with you or anything except for. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. That flipped. Um, so you need to sit in front of that jury and tell them why you deserve a million dollars. Ozzy has won every single immunity challenge, single immunity challenge, like in this game. Like he's lost like three. It's insane. Uh, Yule is very well known as the mastermind behind the entire reason anyone is sitting up there in the final. Yeah. Becky is behind the scenes, so she needs to convince people that she was a sounding board for Yule. That's almost impossible. It's always really hard to do. Mm -hmm. Sandra doesn't have anything to say like that. Like, I'm sure she's done stuff. I'm sure she's worked hard. I'm sure she's, you know, whatever. But she doesn't have anything that she can point to and own as hers. This is an opportunity yeah. to do something that actually influences the game that you can point to in the final and say, I made a move when I needed to make a move. So I, it just like it's, it makes no sense to me <laughs> why you wouldn't do this. Yeah. Like it, I, I get Becky. Becky is the only one that I'm like, I understand why you wouldn't vote for this. Yeah. But like, it's insane. Yeah, what it does is it like it forces those four to split up into like groups of two one round earlier right and like what's the mm -hmm. downside if it's going to happen anyway you know like mm -hmm. do we foresee it for that it's a 2-2 deadlock between yule and becky and sundra and ozzy right or do you think that um it's a 3-1 split in one way or the other i i think if ozzy wins immunity then it's it's probably going to be becky or Sundra that goes because Yule's going to want to keep Becky around. Yeah. 
So do you, in that scenario, do you think Ozzy goes with Sundra and locks it 2-2? Or do you think Ozzy goes with Becky and Yule and it ends up 3-1 on Sundra? I don't know. Yeah. But this is the thing is like, basically, if Ozzy wins immunity, as he's likely to do, this is everything. Like everything becomes super divisive. You have no idea what's going to happen. Right. If Ozzy loses, everyone votes for Ozzy. You're done. Sure. Like, sure. Yeah. Um, so so this is the, this is the only time that you have to split is if Ozzy wins, which is likely to happen. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just like I, we haven't really watched this season like straight through. And like Yule has a lot of strategy that he's shown us. Yep. Um, and Adam, when he like came over to Ozzy and Sundra and like suggested this, I was like, this is a smart strategic play that you just pointed out. Like, this is the smartest thing I've seen you say this entire game. Doesn't help him at any point, like at that point, but. And and it's true, it's just petty. He's out either way. Fueled by pettiness. It's pure pettiness. If he had been driven by pettiness this whole time, who knows what he could have done. Well, he has been, because he's like, vote Penner out before me, just because I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's that's Adam's kind of whole thing here. He's always just Fueled by pettiness. But but it is like, it's the smart strategic play, and he sees this. Mm -hmm. So, like. Is Adam a bad player or does he just have a bad like, does he just realize too late that he needs to actually play this game? Right, like, it's right. my genuine question in this moment because he sees the game. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. He's a bad player if he didn't try before now. He's more concerned with Candace. Candace. Yeah, he's very concerned with Candace. Yeah. His um, game is fighting off Billy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the true final boss of the season. The final boss. <laughs> Um, anything else from this first part of the episode before we continue on? I was just glad to see, I agree with Scott about the challenge. I was glad to see that it wasn't, I feel like when we get to this point in the game, we watch these challenges and it's just painful because they're mm-hmm. just so tired mm-hmm. and it just sucks to watch. I didn't feel that this time and it was great. Yeah. Sure. My one note on the challenge, I think it, it looks stunning and it probably was, is fun to run. But there's so many obstacles that from a viewership experience, it was just watching them drop a bag and Jeff being like, Becky, with four bags, Yule with his fifth bag. And you don't really see him doing the things. It's true. Yeah. I have no idea why why Becky and Sundra are the last to get their puzzle pieces. Like, are they just slower or do they have problems on the on the course? I guess they're just slower. Yeah. So I don't know. I could see, so I could see like on the climbing, I could see them maybe having trouble with that. Yeah, I when they like when they got to the climbing one, I'm like, I would I would be stuck at seven bags. I just physically (laughs) could not get this bag. I don't think. Yeah, I'm pretty much landlocked, so that would be tough for me (laughs) too. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and. Call it here um, for this first part of the episode. We'll take a break to um, get faded (laughs) um, and watch the next part of the Cook Islands finale. And we'll talk to you after we've gotten through it. And we're back. We are here to talk about what just happened in the next elimination in the Cook Islands finale. We're here on the podcast reconvening, though some still say that Becky and Sundra are still out there in the Cook Islands. 
still working on that fire. <laughs> you go out late at night. Sometimes you can still hear the clinking of the flint. <laughs> but look Legend as hard as you it. may, you won't see the fire. Because <laughs> there won't be one. Not, maybe a spark. <laughs> Of course, we're referring to the incredible, thrilling fire-making challenge between Becky and Sundra. We've got a tie vote, um, and they go deep into the night. And the first, I believe the first ever Final Four fire-making um, tiebreaker, and it's just really a huge dud. They really struggle. Uh, so let's start from the top with this portion. Um, we... Get the rites of passage, the survivor um, tradition. Um, we'll talk about if we enjoy this or not. Um, I fast forwarded through it. Whoa, sacrilege. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. Is it? I cried. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we learned that it's going to be a final three. Now, as people who have jumped around in survivor history, this isn't too daunt, like uh, unsettling for us, but this is the first ever final three in the history of Survivor. So at this point, pretty big twist um, in the run of things. Then we go to um, an immunity challenge where you stand on a thing in the ocean. And after two and a half hours, Ozzy comes out victorious. Um, Sundra spent almost as much time up on that plank as she did trying to make fire <laughs> later that evening. That's Persistent. Um, and so we go back to camp. Ozzy wants to force a tie. It's the fair thing to do to let them battle it out to see who will be the final member of the final three. Um, and Yule actually offers to give his idol to, uh, to Becky to make her safe. And get her into the final three, but Becky ultimately declines that, noting that it would make her look weak in front of the jury, and instead opts to take two hours to try and make fire in front of the jury, so that may have blown up in her face. Um, and then, yes, we have the infamous fire-making challenge. Um, they start with, you know, the flint, nothing doing. Jeff says, all right, that's enough. Here's some matches. They go at it for a while on the matches. Sundra runs out of matches. Um, and then Becky, Becky ultimately puts together a darn impressive fire. Uh, it just took her two hours to do so somehow. And so Becky wins fire making. And there's the final three. Ozzy, Yule, Becky. Let's start from the top here. Um, or should we should we start with the the headline? And that is the fire making challenge. What was um, I, I Adam, I want you to walk me through just like your emotional response um, to this scene as it continued. So I guess like so when it starts. Yeah. Becky and Sundra both make real good TPs mm -hmm. like. Perfect textbook TPs. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a great little challenge right here, and I am excited for it. Uh, and then they start trying to do the flint. And nothing is happening. And that's not easy. Like, I, I don't know. If you got to shave the magnesium. You got to ignite I, it. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have ever tried to do that before, but it's like it's a hard thing to do. It's not it's not like just easy. But also, they've been on an island for 38 days. 
seems like this is something you should have picked up. Sure. Uh, and then <laughs> they do the elapsed time, like 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, dear God, <laughs> like, like nothing. Like no one has even a whisper of a, of yeah. a flame yeah. from what we see in the edit. And then it and then like it does like a pan of everybody. Everybody's all like, you know, like just tired. Like, oh, my God, why is this taking so long? And then it gets to the one hour mark and Jeff's like, Saf, where you are. <laughs> We're switching to masks. I've had like, it. He, he says it in such a like, are you kidding? Me? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> He's like, very disappointed. People, it keeps cutting to the jury yawning. Mm-hmm. And then like. Ozzy and uh, uh, Yule are standing there like, what did we do? We should just vote <laughs> one of them out. We could be asleep right now. <laughs> and, and you're watching them try to do this with matches and like, it's just not working. And that's the point where I'm like, oh, come on, guys. And then they deconstruct their teepees. Somewhere around there is where I stood up because I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like a lap time, two hours or whatever. Right. And, and Sunday holds up her boxes and just says, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Becky manages to put together one of the stronger fires I've ever seen in oh, my totally. life. So it's just hilarious that like the contrast of all of this is this really great fire right, right. this is like it's hilarious it's iconic <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I, I didn't know this was a thing and i love that it yeah. exists <laughs> oh my god it is excellent i wanted i wanted sundra to pick up the flint and start trying that <laughs> she should have what if she would have got it at that point that would have been amazing <laughs> just whoosh it. Emily, if if Becky had also ran out of matches, what do you think Jeff's next <laughs> evolution of this would say, be? When Sunder ran out, I was like, oh, God, like, what's going to happen now? They have to race to the central fire pit mm. and get and get the fire over to there. <laughs> All right, stop. We're going to blow torches. <laughs> Wild stuff. I just tickled. I just, it's so like. It's just wild. It like this, yeah. This final episode has not been like anything that I'm like. It's not like a top whatever final episode for me so no. far. This is everything. <laughs> this makes the entire season worth it. It's a, it's a total. A, I said this before we start. It's a total meme. Like you build yeah, to this. Is. It's this amazing underdog story. And this episode so far has been Adam laying over and dying. And. <laughs> the f- four hour fire making challenge <laughs> and that's in and, and rites of passage <laughs> all, all of the emotional weight is edited so perfectly yeah. and then this two hour fire making challenge yeah. it's, it's excellent <laughs> it's so good yeah. so the only time i think in our all of our seasons that i've heard jeff like more disappointed is when austin quit <laughs> yeah. <in Pearl> <laughs> yeah he's got a similar energy here for sure he's just, so disgusting yeah. it's like, there's even there's like a cut to jeff where he's like leaning forward and he just like has his like hand on his head and yeah. he's like what the fuck is happening <laughs> and you just like it's just this moment of like jeff completely is like it's he's not in character no, anymore he's, he's just broken. like He's just an observer to this event that's happening <laughs> and can do nothing. <laughs> you know, there's like a producer off camera that's like, like looking at him, like, what do something? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do? <laughs> oh, man. 
It's so good. It's, a, it's excellent. It's excellent. <laughs> uh, let's hop around a little bit to some of the other things that happened in this um, portion of the challenge. Um, first final three was this on y'all's radar. Um, it, it's presented as a twist this season because it is the first time that it happens. Um, did you expect that coming into this episode? I didn't really have an expectation, to be honest with you. We've seen but a little I bit think, of both. Yeah, I forgot that they left off with five people, though. So I guess I, it's not too far of a stretch. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I wasn't not. I don't know. I wasn't expecting it, but I wasn't not expecting it. My bigger thing was I was confused why they were confused. Yeah, I didn't know that this was the first time. Yeah, yeah. Until so you said it. So, so as, as soon as, uh, as soon as Yule or whoever Becky, whoever it is, reads that this is the final immunity challenge, yeah. I'm like, oh, it is a final three because yeah. they, they kept talking to, and I was like, this feels like it's going to be a three, and then they say that, and I'm like, oh, so it is a final three, and they're like, even Yule is like, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like. Yeah. And then when Jeff says it's the first time, I'm like, oh, yeah. they've never seen this before. They did mm-hmm. not have any reason to expect this. So. Yeah, I think the pizzazz is lost on us because we didn't yeah. watch chronologically. We've jumped yeah. around yeah. a little bit. Do you think that that changes the calculus for anyone? Like, um, you know, in some seasons, right, like this is a big deal one way or the other, right? Like maybe they're expecting a final two and it's a final three in this case. And it's like, oh, shoot, my end game plan is thrown off or some seasons it's vice versa, right? You expect a final three, like um, Kageyan, for instance, right? And now it's a final two and Tony's got to like convince Wu to keep him around. Um, do you think that it being a final three and not a final two affects anything here for anyone mm-hmm. positively or negatively? I mean, Ewell's immunity idol guarantees him a spot in the final yeah. now. Yeah, not just Huge. final three, the final. Yep. And I feel like if people were ready for that twist, that would change your calculus on how you handle him having that idol. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're say, right. I wonder if they'd known that if Sandra and <laughs> Ozzy would have actually mm-hmm. tried to flush that idol out. Because, no. yeah, no, no matter what, you kind of have another you're, in the back of your head. You're like, yeah, he'll get through this one. But then I have one more chance to get rid of him. Right. I want to get rid of him. Right. And they don't have that like they, and they don't even realize that they're not going to have that. So, yeah, I, I think that's why we specifically to look at the move of getting rid of that idol there while you're getting rid of Adam as being so good. And they just kind of like, Meh. yeah, like that's why it's easy to pass over. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Yeah, like that makes that almost a no brainer at that point, because, yeah, it's so powerful. It's already so powerful. But now it's a guaranteed get to sit in front of the jury um, idol, which is pretty great. Um, I want to talk about a couple of the other things in here, some smaller things. Um, rites of passage. Adam, you you shamefully said that you fast forwarded through this. Um, With no shame. Did you at least listen to the track? Because the rites of passage track is a beautiful bit of uh, of music making. As soon as I heard the music start, I started fast forwarding. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's iconic. <laughs> some really great it's little a banger. some great little blurbs in there too. I thought that Penner's was really really funny. He's like, um, you know, what do you look at this? Got a 44-year-old Jew out here on Survivor, and I did pretty good. And I lost 30 pounds. I feel like the guy that my wife married. Very sweet. 
Parvati was like, um, I think that people underestimated me and I surprised a lot of people and I even surprised myself. It was like, all right, go get him, Parv. Adam was like, man, I was so close. I could have won the whole thing. It's like, shut up. <laughs> no, you. The weren't. first guy was like, sometimes, you know, you got to be a leader and they flashed to him laying on his back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I personally enjoyed a lot. Uh-huh. I love uh-huh. that. Trying to think of any other highlights. You got some more cowboy footage, which, you know, there can never be too much of that. Um, nice little montage. Gosh, I wish Cowboy was on the jury so bad. I know. He'd have the best question. Yeah, he would. Gosh, I want that too. Uh, Yule also had a really good and I thought thoughtful quote at the very beginning of this segment where he um, talked about being pleased that it's guaranteed at this point that the winner would come from a minority community, which, you know, we talked a little bit at the beginning of the season, the obvious pitfalls of this ethnicity based season, but also some of the silver lining of it being a very diverse cast. It's like, all right, you know, this guarantees that um, a member from, yeah, like a group of people of color will be a winner. And that's pretty sweet. And you'll even talked about how, like, that's part of why they were so successful, right? Is that they um, could like bond <laughs> together closely, um, having come from like these diverse and sometimes less privileged backgrounds, right? Thought that was a really thoughtful quote. And um, yep, Yule's just a really thoughtful and smart dude who <laughs> always has a good thing to say about this sort of thing. Uh, let's talk about the immunity challenge. There, it's a big, another stand on a thing for a long time challenge with some gradual making the thing smaller. Um, Emily, what'd you think about this uh, challenge? Did you enjoy this viewing experience? Um, I don't know why, but I really thought about what it would be like to be doing this challenge. And I was like, mm-hmm. what a snooze fest. Yeah. Like this has to be so boring to do. Like Especially because they were hours, out there for right? what, two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I thought at first. Um, I was so happy with Sandra. I really thought she was going to take it. And I was really excited for her. She did a really good job. Yeah. Um, But she even said afterwards, she was like, I was really hoping I'd walk in and the jury would see me with the immunity necklace. I was like, that would have been so good. Yeah. But she she put up a really good fight. So mm-hmm. I hope she can be proud of that, especially knowing what happens next. With yeah. Fire. <laughs> yeah, true. Persistence, though. That's what I said earlier and i stick to that Mm -hmm. she really tried ozzy talked about how his nether regions were getting itchy because of the Mm -hmm. sweat Mm -hmm. that was a thing that happened if you're interested in ozzy's nether regions he does have an OnlyFans (laughs) now so (laughs) so in the last uh the last bit that we just watched with that really complex obstacle challenge yes Uh uh-huh he was doing like somersaults out of things. And I was like, so Ozzy's James Bond. Basically. And then Adam was like, he has an OnlyFans, the first James Bond with an OnlyFans. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So I think I think he could be James Bond. Could be. James if Bond. Only Hollywood was brave enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Um let's talk about the idol conversation. This is one of the main things of this segment too. Um Yule basically offers to give Becky the idol and, you know, secretly, of course, so that the, the votes don't jump back on him, but it guarantees her a spot in the final three. 
and it turns out that Becky declines the offer, um, seemingly out of not wanting to appear weak in front of the jury. What do you think about this whole situation about Ozzy's offering of the idol and of Becky's refusal of it? Um, Scott, when this played out, what was your take on um, this move? I I kind of commend her for declining it. I do see where she's coming from because, yeah, it's kind of like a major like. Like when we talk, especially like in her case where there's already might be doubts like does she deserve to actually be here taking the idol from Yule and basically being gifted a spot in the final three kind of further like exacerbates that I think Mm -hmm. obviously taking two and a half hours to make fire doesn't help your cause (laughs) Um, but I kind of see where she's coming from and I do commend her for like kind of betting on herself I guess Mm -hmm. and winning the winning the fire making competition Um, as far as Yule offering it again I think I think it's good on him because he he's didn't he doesn't like lie wind up lying to her as her being like his biggest ally, I guess he doesn't, you know, he does right by her, I guess in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So like, even if Becky did lose, she can't turn around and say like, Yo, you'll, you know, backstabbed me or anything like that. So I kind of liked it from both parties. And obviously it seems like, you know, the fire making competition, right or wrong. It seems fair. Like, like the loser definitely probably deserves to not be there. Sure. Sure. So I liked how it played out. Um, well, yeah, from here, we're going to go ahead and move on to final tribal and, uh, then we'll push pause there before the votes are, are read, get a sense of where everyone's at and what they're thinking. And, um, and then we'll see who ends up winning survivor cook islands. So we'll watch through final tribal before the votes are read and we'll talk to you then. Okay, so we are back having just watched Final Tribal Council, uh, all the goings on and leaving off right before votes are cast. The thrilling Final Tribal, definitely this is the most interesting part (laughs) of this episode, which is a little all over the place. Um, Ozzy, Yule, and Becky here in the final three pleading their case um, after receiving the Day 39 breakfast. Yule and Ozzy before Becky... Because she was out doing something. And, um, yeah, here we go into the home stretch. Uh, let's start with Final Tribal. Um, Adam, why don't you go first? Tell us your overall thoughts on the performance at Final Tribal. Um, who you think performed well? Um, any particular questions that tickled your fancy? Um, I think. I think that everyone's tired of the way that Yule has been communicating in this game. Like they're just at a point where they, they kind of see through him sure, and they want to see something that's honest and they don't feel like it is honest. Um, I, I don't know if Yule is being genuine or not, if that's just the way Yule is or if, if he's kind of playing up a game. Um, but uh I, I think that was his biggest downfall is people really came at him for playing the game, mm-hmm. uh, which always bothers me yeah. when people get upset about like you lied. It's like, dude, who has ever told 100% of the truth in Survivor? Like, yeah. calm down. Ken McNichol has. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> You're right, but he is a code. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently, one person has. <laughs> um. So I, 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 I think that Yule did well for the most part. He is just very long-winded and kind of almost tries to confuse people in a way. Uh, I think that Ozzy um, did great. Yeah, I was really worried that Ozzy wouldn't be able to to express why he deserves to win. Um, but I, I think that he genuinely he, he took key points that were strategic and he took his physical ability and the fact that he provided. He expressed all those well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it was, but someone asked him what the hardest thing he had to do, the hardest experience he ever had in his yep. life. And he uh-huh. talked about his dad. And like was very vulnerable in that moment Mm -hmm. that I think, I mean, like that, that has to be so much pain for him, but he was also just completely honest with the jury, which is an interesting contrast to Yule where everyone's like, we're sick of this. Like, we're just looking for, you know, Um, I think Becky kind of got a raw deal in this. She, no one, no one took anything she said seriously. I guess like mm-hmm. she she made her points and they were all valid points, but everyone was like, oh, come on. That's not what happened. And yeah. it's like, no, that's that's what happened. You just need to believe her. Yeah. Um, but no one seemed to want to, which is kind of sucks uh, when when you see that in Survivor games. I think that we saw that in Millennials versus Gen X, too, with uh, Hannah. I can't remember her what her name was. Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. With Hannah. Same thing. Like mm-hmm. did so much of the game people had a hard time believing that she did that much in the game. Yeah. Um, so I, I think she's, she really got a raw deal in all of, all of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Becky was so like under the radar, you know, like as you, you can see it, how the jury perceive it this way, right? Like when you're, and I think they talk about it a little bit, like Yule and Ozzy are Titans, you know, they're like huge, um, like forces in the game. Because Yule is just like so outwardly smart and strategic. Ozzy's so mm-hmm. unmissably like athletic and good in challenges that, you know, like Becky, by contrast, mm-hmm. is going to kind of fade into the background. But yeah, she plays like a really good subtle game, um, which unfortunately doesn't really read well to the jury um, at this point. Uh, Scott, what about you? What were was your overall take on the performances of the players at final tribal? Um, yeah, I kind of like, I didn't think anybody did bad per se. Um, I think everybody like answered the questions fairly well. I'm I with Becky. Like it's, I feel like she answered as well as she could, but it's just hard to quantify like her contributions to the game. That's yeah. kind of like what Hannah got screwed with is like, if you're just like, behind the scenes playing like influencing the like alliance it's hard to like quantify that in a way that people can see unless you do go out and make like a huge move so it's hard for her to like make a state her case i guess um even though she could be just as deserving as anyone else um i liked ozzy Um, i liked how mike i was telling you kind of off air but like i'm torn like my heart wants ozzy to win just based on his answers and everything um but i'm not sure that he's going to but I don't know. Overall, like I said, I think everybody did a really, really good job with mm-hmm. everything. Emily, what about you? Um, yeah, I think it sucked to watch 
Becky just kind of be dismissed. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we've had that in other seasons too, where if they have three people in the final, there's one of them that you know is not winning. Totally. Yep. And it's just like they're there, but you know it's just between the two others. So I kind of get why they have had just two in the final. Yeah. <laughs> Am I I don't know. I feel like do you have to be like loud in your game to win? Have there been people who have played subtle games who have won? Yeah, yeah, I would say there certainly have been, but there there are certainly fewer than the loud mm-hmm. ones. Um, and the ones that do play subtle games, I feel like usually win when they're up against um, almost always. Now that I'm thinking through it, just kind of anecdotally, like someone that's hated. You think about like mm-hmm. Sandra, yeah. right? And like Sandra played a pretty subtle game in Pearl Islands, um, and she like wasn't next to Johnny Fairplay at the end, but positioned herself as like the anti, you know, the one against Johnny Fairplay and then was up there against Lil, who was pretty um, ignorable. <laughs> and speaking of uh, ignorable, that was adorable. The cat. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Cookie, Cookie has some things to say. Cookie, what so. did you think about Ozzy's final tribal performance? She's looking at Adam, so she wants to. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I was I was thinking about that. I was thinking about it in terms of like how in real life, if you're an extrovert, people just sometimes look at you and mm-hmm. and think you're doing more, but yeah. that's not always true. And yeah. I feel like that's just played out a little more blatantly in Survivor. Yeah, I think this is like the downfall of the jury format, right? In that they only are at tribal council. You know, so they're not seeing all the the minutia that happens at camp, all the small yeah, social plays. True. Right. They're seeing the idols and who walks in with immunity and who's like saying, you know, big stuff at tribal. Right. Well, yeah. And whatever whatever was the dominant factor at camp, unless there's a drastic change that happens at a tribal council, you just assume that that person has been in charge the whole time. Sure. Yeah, what you, what you get with this final tribal is this really almost like this is why I find this to be so fascinating is it's this like classic survivor question it posed in Yule versus Ozzy, right? You've got Yule who's like the embodiment of cold calculus strategy gamesmanship and you've got Ozzy who's like the embodiment of like passionate survivalist you know challenge performance you know they're both like 10 out of 10s at those things and very extreme in those ways right um and so you're you're like judging okay which of these is like is what a survivor winner is um and i find that to be really interesting right because and i think what does you know ozzy does do a great job um in this final tribal in ways that you don't really see to this point of yeah like the like the emotional and like the vulnerable side too right where i think adam you said this well like um yule is perceived pretty like as that like cold calculated um strategy game bot right and if, yeah if, if yule breaks out like a a story where he cries at final tribal maybe that like helps him a whole lot um in the same way that ozzy did so as far as final tribal goes, like maybe advantage Ozzy when it comes to that kind of swing um, factor there. 
I also just think this tribal is this jury is so freaking petty. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that Yule's going to win this. Like, I, I, okay. I think that he might objectively should win. Yeah. But Ozzy isn't a bad person to win. Like, mm-hmm. I have no issues with him winning. I think Becky would be a decent person to win, too. But I, I think this jury is so freaking petty yeah. about how cold Yule was that mm-hmm. that would probably just be his downfall, which is half the game, too, I guess. Like, yeah. as much as, as yeah. annoying as that is, that's part of the game. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. just don't like it. I feel like sometimes people use the jury questions at this very end part to just have a mini power trip. Totally. It's just, it's just yeah. so annoying to me. Yeah. Yeah. Any questions in particular that you um, reacted to strongly one way or the other, Emily? Well, I was thinking of Candace's question where she was like, yes. I feel like you're um, you just can't answer something straightforwardly. So I'm just going to ask you a question. <laughs> Although that was funny. When she <laughs> that was, was like, so funny. <laughs> she was like, you have to answer this with a yes or no. And if you add anything onto it, I won't vote for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a good way of getting around this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could barely do it. Yeah. So that was interesting. But at the same time, she asked him a lo- very loaded question. Totally. The way that she worded yeah. it. So I don't know. That's what I'm talking about is like, honestly, I think that's an interesting way of posing things, but like, don't be a, jerk about it sure what was her question it was like it was our something about working the jury yeah isn't it oh yeah have you been shamelessly working the jury this Mm -hmm. whole time and he has to just say yes or no to that like but like you're trying to convince him to give you a million dollars of course you are it's the game of survivor this is this is why the pettiness is really problematic in this jury is because like that's the that's the game. Freaking game. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the game. Why are you yeah, so I think, about this? <laughs> I think like don't hate the player, hate the game. Like mm-hmm. yeah. it really should ring true with this. Cause like, I don't know. Anybody who gets to that point, like if you make it to the final three of Survivor, you've done some shady shit throughout the whole yeah, game. For yeah. Sure. To get to that point. Like, come on. Except well, for Lil. Except, except for Lil. <laughs> too pure for this game. I, I think that that's that's also just generally I hate when people come in with questions of like, why do you deserve to be here? It's like, because I'm here. Yeah, because I made it. What more? Why? What more do I need to do to deserve to be here? Like, yeah. yeah, I think even attaching yourself to the right person means you deserve to be there yeah. because you attached yourself to the right person. Before we see the results, let's get our final um predictions here there's nine votes available what do we think the final vote count will read scott would you like to go first sure um i'm gonna say six no i think ozzy will win it'll be six to three adam what do you think i think it's gonna be ozzy win Five, you'll with three, Becky gets one. Okay. Emily? I think it'll be some combination of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ozzy's going to win. All right. Well, let's find out. We'll see who the winner of Cook Islands is, and we will return after the results. Okay. We have just watched the conclusion to Survivor Cook Islands and are coming in with our hot, fresh takes. This just in, by a vote of five to four, Yule 
is the winner of Survivor Cook Islands, a very tight uh, final tribal council. Ozzy did look like he was going to throw up there at the live reunion. Hard to blame him. Uh, let's just take your get your immediate takes here. All of you thought that Ozzy was going to come away victorious. Turns out that Yule was uh, the winner. What um, what's your reaction to this? I I mean, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I, I think Yule is a great winner. Yeah, like we said before, I yeah. think Yule really played this game well. I'm glad that five people overcame their prejudices against him. <laughs> <laughs> To vote for him yeah i i honestly like more so than like shock for who won i feel bad that becky didn't get a single vote I know. Like, <laughs> sure. Damn. yeah i think yule's like a fine champion like he did a he like ran the game basically yeah. and honestly i think he won the game when he found the immunity idol like That's on, true. it's huge yeah. after that he kind of was invincible yeah he didn't even and, use it yeah, I know. Again, yeah, just, never even in play. He, he yeah. used it to, to get Jonathan Penner to swap totally. again, That's to switch true, again. But totally. he never used it in its like form. Yeah, yeah. Yule's yeah, like legacy is of one of the best purely strategic players ever. Um, he played. Yeah, we've talked about it. You know, leading up to the vote, but plays a purely strategic game. Um, kind of bungles the social aspect from time to time, right? Like people want more authenticity out of him. Um, and he's a good physical competitor, but Ozzy is dominant in that regard, mm. but he just plays almost a perfect strategic game. Right. Um, and survivor is a game, which is almost equal parts like social strategy and physical. Um, and yeah, you see, you know, the, the part of the, the pie chart for Yule is heavy on the strategy side, but it makes up for the lack of the other things there too. Some of the other like things about him and his win, right? Like you mentioned are, um, you know, sometimes people attribute the, the, like the God idol and the mutinies and the, the bottle twist. Um, and the final three is really good, like helping him out a lot and, um, being like twists that work in his advantage to help smooth the road out for him. But yeah, when I like look back on this game and rewatching it this time, it's like, yeah, you'll play such a, just an impressively strong um, strategic game and really like, doesn't keep his, you know, keeps his foot on the gas the whole way. Um, and yeah. I think that he, he just does it in a way that keeps his team together. Mm -hmm. Like that, that is really the thing that's like really impressive about it. Cause I think yeah. you see a lot of people who, they're really strategic, but at the end of the day, they can't keep their team together. Someone realizes they need to make a move against them because they're too powerful or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you'll just manage to keep them together. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's a good win. Mm -hmm. like, I, I think it's more impressive, too, that like we saw like him and his alliance. Well, I guess you could say this for all four, like the, the final four is like they were on the bottom. They were on the top, like. Like they kind of stuck together. They ran their strategy and it yeah. really took them literally from the bottom to the top. Started the from the bottom. Now we hear. Now they're there. Yeah. The whole team is there. A famous philosopher Drake once said that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's um, break down some of these votes here because I think they're interesting. Um, and some of the reasons that are presented are too. So the four votes for Yule are Jenny, Nate, Parvati, and Rebecca. 
And then the five votes for Yule. Sorry, did I just say the four votes for Yule? Yeah, you said the four vo- votes for Yule. Those are the four votes right? for Ozzy. Yeah. Four votes for Ozzy are Jenny, Nate, Harvey, and Rebecca. Five votes for Yule are Adam, Brad, Candace, Jonathan, and Sundra. Um, and so you've got people like, um, like Brad and Jenny are some of the earlier ones, and Rebecca too on the jury, right? Like, who don't spend a whole lot of time with ev- any, you know, everybody that's there. Those votes, <coughs> pardon me, are kind of split. Um, I, I think when I look at this breakdown, I'm like really interested in a few of these, especially like, um, Brad and Jonathan and Adam ending up on Yule's side feel like some pretty, um, like key swing sort of votes that maybe could have gone either way. Um, Adam in particular said in his, uh, voting confessional, which is recorded here. I find this to be really interesting because remember it's a one vote swing. Adam says, I think Ozzy pleaded his case the best tonight at Final Tribal, but I made a promise with Yule that I would vote for him in this situation if it arose for voting Jonathan out ahead of me. And I haven't broken any promises yet, and I'm not going to start now. Wow. Yule agonized over that decision, too. <laughs> and maybe it was a million dollar decision is the wild thing. I'm kind of Brad is the one that I find interesting there. Yeah. I know Brad was on Yule's tribe, so like he knows him. Yep. But he was the one who I'm pretty sure he was the one who asked Ozzy the like, what's the hardest thing, hardest Mm -hmm. experience you've had? And I just I don't know. I don't know what the point of the question was. Yeah, I guess like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just a little confused by that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, so some of these other interesting ones, Sundra votes for Yule, which I think is telling, right? She's the one on the jury who knows them the best obviously right um and that would have been a swing in the other direction too if she votes for ozzy instead um i think that uh penner voting for yule is probably pretty expected with um their relationship but i liked his blurb too he says i've always been brains over brawn brains over beauty kind of person which is maybe him manifesting survivor kageyan's theme 15 seasons early. <laughs> um, Boom. He says, I admire you all tremendously, but you will outplay to all of you. And Ozzy, your time will come. You're 25 years old. I expect great things from you. Becky, I know you're going to be fantastically successful in life, but you will, you have my vote. Good little blurb. Penner always had issues with young people. He yeah. really did. <laughs> yeah. All they want to was- do is just go get faded. Yeah. Yeah. Ozzy, if I give you this money, how do I know you're not going to get faded? <laughs> he basically asked Ozzy, if I give you this money, how do I know you're not going to make the world a worse place for me? <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's not that much money at the end of the day. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there you have it Survivor Cook Islands. Yul Kwan, the winner of Survivor 13. What do what did we think about this? I know it was kind of a speed watch. Um, didn't get to catch the whole thing. Definitely had its highs and its lows. But in your experience here. Um, yeah, what, what was your overall take on the story that was presented in this in this season and how it all shook out?
I, I mean, so obviously we we fast forwarded through this season. <coughs> I I really enjoyed what we saw. Yeah. For the most part, like I think it was interesting. There are some characters that came through. I think what is frustrating about watching this season is it's just one of those early seasons that has like one person who's strategizing yeah. and no one else except yeah. and in this case, I mean, Jonathan technically is, but he's bad at it. Um, <laughs> like, he's not bad at it. He makes a few bad decisions sure. in this that completely wreck his game. Yeah. But, um, you know, so like it just kind of feels I, I think from like a there's this part of me that I don't know that I enjoy Survivor as like a reality show. Sure. But I love it as a game. Mm-hmm. And when the game isn't really being played well by a majority of players, like I've played board games where it's like there's two people who really want to win and there's other people who are just like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, and that's really not that much fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's just kind of how I felt about this season in general. Yeah, this like but, uh, this era, just, yeah, is definitely yeah. peak survivor casting like hot 20 somethings <laughs> who may or may not be interested in playing the game, right? Right. But that being said, like I mean Ozzy was always really exciting in challenges mm-hmm. and that's like really fun to watch and you'll I mean just a robot when it comes to strategy. Like he just he thought through everything and he yep. just knew, he just knew what he was supposed to do yep. and like Becky is really smart. Mm-hmm. Poverty seems to be really interesting too. Yeah. Adam at least can see the game. What are you holding <laughs> back laughter at, Emily? Poverty. <laughs> poverty. You straight up poverty. poverty. I did. Here's poverty. a question that I have. Are you all and Becky still friends? I know? hope so. I need to look that up. I think they are awesome. Yeah, that quote when Yule was like, man really good friends are worth more than a million dollars. I was like, yeah, Aw. that was very sweet. It's so I sweet. It. I love that. Genuinely seems like a good dude. Yeah. I feel the same way about our trust cluster here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Partially because I'll never have a million dollars. No, I'm just kidding. Worth more than a million dollars. Um, any closing notes here on survivor cook islands before we close this book? and move on to the next chapter. I guess that's kind of a mixed metaphor, because if we were closing the book, we would be opening a new book, not just a new chapter. Moving on to the sequel. The sequel. Survivor the Cook sequel. Islands 2. They bring back the original cast. Can they do that? Can they <laughs> reboot a season? <laughs> the same cast all over again? Yeah! That would How be much wild. fun would that be? Everyone plays, everyone plays, like, exact same tribes. <laughs> that would be bonkers. <laughs> Just restart. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be insane. I can't even imagine how that would work. Like, ten years later, just run it back. Same yeah. twist. Same everything. <laughs> yeah. Just Survivor Pearl Islands. Like, Jeff, you already did that. It's like, you don't know the half of it. It's the same cast. <laughs> like, they've, the winner is always going to be the first boot in that scenario, right? They're like, all right, we're just not, we can't let them win again, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll plug that into a brand steel someday. <laughs> what happens if we do this all over again? <laughs> well, thanks for listening. I, mean, I would lose my mind if that <laughs> Lil wins that time for sure. Hey. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. Make sure you are subscribed or following this podcast wherever you get them, because we are hopping right into our next feature 
length season survivor season 16 micronesia fans versus favorites and we're going to kick things off next episode right off the bat with the survivor fantasy auction that's right folks we're switching things up our first returning player season uh we've seen these players before so we are going to auction off their rights to our outwatch participants to be a part of their tribe you won't want to miss it so make sure you're subscribed. Listener support is active as well. Click that link in our description. If you would like to support us financially, that is greatly appreciated. And we will see you next time on the beaches of Micronesia. 